0: Do you want to know how much money I make? Well, then stick around.
1: We did it. Part three of Money Can Make You Happy series. Here it comes. This is Cross Creek Community Church. I'm Monica.
2: Oh, I'm Aaron. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. What's podcasters? If What's you're up? listening on the podcast,
1: and YouTubers, and mm-hmm. people watching on Facebook, this is online content put out by Cross Creek Community Church. These are our sermons. That's right. Our messages, if you will. Sermons. We have a gathering this weekend, which we'll talk about on the other side. Uh, you might be watching this after the gathering. But we'll talk about upcoming opportunities for you. Uh, but before we get into all that, we just want to say welcome, hello, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Enjoy this part three. There's going to be some numbers coming at you. Get your notepads yep, out. you ready. Yep. Get your calculators. You can check, John. Get out um, your abacus. Yes. But if you're if you consider yourself, you know, part of the Cross Creek family, or you're just interested in how Cross Creek uh, handles its money, mm-hmm. this uh, will be an interesting episode to you. If you're not interested in those things, you might also find it challenging for other reasons. Right. So. Enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. Do
0: you want to know how much money I make? Well, then stick around. On an unrelated note... Wouldn't it be awesome to be able to like pay for hospitals and build schools and be able to afford to to help foster families and and things like that Or, or to hear about a family in need or a single mother who needs diapers or even a kid who needs school supplies and be able to be like, oh really you need that? Here you go. Like wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be like a really cool life to be able to live? Why does that excite us? Because we know that the value of our lives isn't measured by how much we have, but how much we give, right? And though we agree with that and we really do want to experience that life, many of us don't take the steps to be truly generous. Why? Because we wait for the someday that we might have more money to be actually able to give. But here's the thing, being generous doesn't happen by accident someday. And so we at Cross Creek want your life to have value. And so in this episode, I'm going to ask you to make a plan to give your money away. And I don't want to bait and switch you at all. And so I'm going to be straight up honest with you right now. My goal in this episode is to inspire you to create a plan to specifically give your money to a work many of us have devoted our lives to which is inviting our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together as Cross Creek Community Church. And if, if, if you stick around, whether you call yourself a Jesus follower or not, what we will discover in this episode is that money makes you happy when you have a committed plan to give it away. So to convince you that this is actually a, a good idea, I wanna piggyback an ancient fundraising letter this is a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul around 56 A.D. We call it Second Corinthians in the New Testament. It's a letter to ancient Jesus followers in the city of Corinth. And the, the section I want to look at, it's a little bit longer than we have time for in these episodes. And so I'm going to pick out the highlights, but I really encourage you to go read it for yourself and see what this is really about. And so as we enter into this fundraising part of this letter, the background is that there's there's Jesus followers at this time of writing. In Jerusalem who are suffering from a famine and so other Jesus followers from around the Mediterranean world the the Roman Empire hear about what's going on in Jerusalem and so they, they want to help and this church in Corinth which is pretty wealthy compared to the other churches they're eager to help they like they want to help they have big plans to help the church in Jerusalem but they hadn't actually given all the money they had promised yet And so their eagerness had inspired other churches, other poorer churches, really, to give as much as they could. And so now Paul is sending his friend Titus to collect the rest of the money from the Corinthians. And so he's kind of sending this letter saying, hey, Titus is coming, so get ready. I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. See, what Paul is literally saying here is, You guys said you loved the Jerusalem church and you wanted to help, which is awesome, but now it's time to prove it like the other churches have. He actually like pits them against each other a little bit. And what he's saying is, put your money where your mouth is. And he's touching on a theme that we see a lot in Jesus' teachings and the New Testament writings, that where the idea of where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. See, how we actually use our money proves what we actually value. And the Corinthians started with with great intentions, like excitement and and feelings of support and love for the Jerusalem Jesus followers. And they saw their money wasn't just to be spent on what they wanted and, and given the lifestyle they wanted, but could do some real good to help others. And Paul says, now it's time to prove your love by following through generously. And then he reminds them why Generosity is important, which is really something we've been talking about in this series. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. See, a Jesus follower's role is to show the world Jesus' love and Jesus' care. Show the world the story of how God himself became a poor peasant, to show his love And God loves to give, and he's given the ultimate gift to humanity himself. Like I said, he became a poor Middle Eastern first century peasant and died a humiliating death to give us forgiveness, to give us eternal life, to give us true riches in life. And so part of sharing about what God did by giving us his generous gift is by us being generous with what has been given to us. See, we're basically an object lesson for the world. Our generosity can be a picture of God's generosity through Jesus. And so Paul encourages the Corinthians to finish what they started, and he answers a question that you might have been asking. You might be asking now, what exactly constitutes generous? Now you should finish what you started Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now, you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. What a socialist, right? Anyway, <clears throat> see what Paul's saying is generosity is determined by our attitude. See, it's it's not generous, and it doesn't really show God's love to the world if we give begrudgingly. Like, say I gave you a thousand dollars, you're welcome. But when I gave it to you, I said here, like I have to do this because God said I needed to be generous. God said so. So here you go, and then as we kind of interacted through our lives, I, I kept kind of bringing up how much I gave you. Like, Hey, remember that thousand dollars? That was pretty nice. Right. And I say, you know, I could have what I could have done. I could have spent that on, you know, my, my house and some new clothes. And, and then I said, you know, you kind of, I feel like you kind of owe me cause I did that and you're not really being grateful. So remember that thousand dollars I gave you, I, I kind of need a ride to the airport or, I kind of need help moving. Remember, you know, I was generous to you. You'd be generous to me. Would you can actually consider that gift generous then? Like, would, would that gift give people a picture of how God gave to us through Jesus? Like, you'd probably wish I'd never even given you the money in the first place, right? See, later in, in this letter, Paul says, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Cheerful. Like, this is how it would be if somebody gave that $1,000 to you, cheerfully. They'd be like, "Hey, you know what? No, thank you for this opportunity to give. Like, thank you for, for the for the opportunity to use what's been given to me to show God's love. You don't. Let's not even mention it again. Besides, it's it's not my money. It's God. So so thank Him. You see you see the difference. And so generosity is determined by attitude, but also generosity is determined by how much it costs us personally." See, the word generosity or generous, it's, it's really a relative word, right? It looks different for everyone. Paul says, Paul says, give in proportion to what you have. So think about it. It's it's not generous for a billionaire to give away $10,000, but it is generous for someone on a fixed income of like $3,000 a month to give $150, right? Well, that's pretty good. Right, can I have
1: some? I guess. That looks pretty good. Can I have some? Um, absolutely. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> to you.
0: See, it's not really generous if it doesn't really cost you anything. Being generous is purposely giving so much that it affects our lifestyle. It affects our, our daily choices. It reminds me of the story of, of Jesus watching people give money to the temple and all these rich people gave their money. But then this little widow comes and puts in like two pennies. And he says, look, she gave the most out of everyone because she barely had anything and she gave out of what she didn't have. See, and that that makes sense, right? Generosity is in proportion to, to what we have, but How do we actually do it? Paul tells the Corinthians he's sending Titus, right? And then he's sending some others also to pick up the donations. And then he says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. And this is what we talked about earlier. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. He says, decide in your hearts how much you'll give. See, I know this. We want to be generous people, right? Most of us aren't actually like selfish jerks who are like, no, give me all the money. But we don't actually get around to being generous because we don't have a plan. Generosity is the result of planning. And so the best way to give eagerly and in proportion to what we have is by actually planning for it. Just like if you were planning a vacation, right? Like a really great vacation that you're looking forward to. You you plan out every part, how much it's gonna cost, the hotel, the flight, the cars, all of that. And you might even sacrifice a little bit to be able to afford it, right? Why? Because your heart is set on this vacation. And so you you take your time and your effort and your planning and your money to plan it. See, where your heart is, there your treasure is you make it happen right and see it's harder to give to be generous when you're not planning on it and it just kind of hits you like this you hear this need of of a mom who needs diapers but you weren't planning on it and so you don't have any margin to actually be generous with but if we plan our finances with giving in the forefront it makes it so much easier and It makes it more purposeful and even joyful. See, you are planning to use your money. You're, you're telling your money where to go and you are investing in something you believe in. You're actively investing in it. And so what's the best way to plan to be generous? From, from my personal experience, it's to pick a percentage. I'm not saying what percentage you need to pick in proportion to what you have, but pick a percentage of your regular income that you will choose to give away first before you spend anything else. Why first? Because if you just give whatever's left over, there's rarely much left over, right? And so the best way I've, I've heard it said is this whole give, save, live idea. Your first priority is the percentage you've decided to give, then the percentage you've decided to save, and then you live off the rest. And that's how you create margin to be generous. But giving first sounds scary, right? Like you get your paycheck and then you already give away part of it that sounds scary, right? Like what if, what if you need it later? What if something happens in the month and, and you don't know what's, you know, you don't have the money because you already gave it away. You don't want to ask people for it back. Here's the interesting thing. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he'll provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. See, when we're generous, our needs are taken care of. And the cool thing is generosity creates trust. See, that's something else we see throughout Jesus' teachings and the teachings of the New Testament. When we are generous, when we choose to be generous, God gives us more in order to be more generous. And from personal experience, I have never regretted being generous and and giving to others. There's never been a time where I gave away something that I felt God was telling me to give away and then I needed it later. It never happened. And so it comes down to really what life we want to live. Some will choose to live in fear of not having enough, while others will choose to live a life of trust. And God is generous to us so that then we can be generous to others. Like I said, that generosity allows us to trust him, allows us to grow deeper in our relationship with God. And so what's the result of this generosity? So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. So the result of being generous is, first of all, obviously, people are taken care of. Like, you actually make a difference in people's lives. And then they see God's love and care through our generosity, and, and see how much he loves them. See, generosity now makes a difference forever. And that's where we fit in this story. See, Cross Creek exists to invite our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. And we believe this is God's purpose for us as a group of Jesus followers in Salem, Oregon. We believe it's something that really can change many forever. And so we're trying to carry out this purpose, not by creating a a large organization with, with high overhead, but by creating a unique community, a place where we can belong, even before we believe a place where you can, you can know others and be known by others, a place where we can disagree and still be in the same family, a place where we're committed to being for our neighbors, even before they're ever for us and a place where we're not held together by shared rules, but a shared love for Jesus and each other. And even though this might be unique, it doesn't happen without our generosity. And so I want to pull back the curtain and show you what it looks like financially to continue to be this type of community. So Cross Creek's average monthly income from January 2021 to September 2021, those are the most accurate numbers I have right now, was eight thousand one hundred nineteen dollars and thirty seven cents which that's amazing like that is a lot of generosity that's a lot of of giving to this mission for our neighbors and that that number is not doesn't just represent dollars it represents people in fact that number represents about 20 regular givers including some people who've really only physically been at a Cross Creek gathering maybe a couple times or even never. And that number also represents regular gifts from a different church in another state who just wanted to support what Jesus is doing in Salem, Oregon. So if you are in that number, thank you. And because of your generosity, we we, Cross Creek, has been able to give a little bit over 10% of that. So for an average, a monthly average, of $985.97. We've been able to give that monthly to other organizations, both locally, nationally, and globally. See, we want to put our money where our mouth is and be for our neighbors, be for our community. So a few things your generosity has made possible is, people have been able to be trained to share the love of Jesus with others. Foster kids and families have received support. Women in the adult entertainment industry have been shown that they are loved and cherished by God. Kids in China have received education and also been shown Jesus's love through your generosity. And it's amazing. But we try to work really with a monthly budget of around $10,000. And our average monthly donations haven't really kept up with what costs, with what it costs to keep things going. And we've We've actually stayed below our budget, but our average monthly expenses for those months has been $9,522 and 15 cents, which really is a difference of negative $1,402 and 78 cents from our income. And so you might be asking a fair question. You're a church. Where does, where does all that money go? Good question. Well, honestly, 6,500 of it goes to pay the one and a half employees of Cross Creek Community Church. Me and, maybe you're doing the math. I know, Monica makes way too much money, right? I'm just kidding. In fact, she's underpaid. She's paid part-time and actually really works full-time. And you might be asking, John, why are you like full-time working for the church? Because when we created Cross Creek, the leaders decided that at the beginning, this role was going to be a full-time job so that somebody could give their full focus to the mission of Cross Creek. That's how important we feel it is. And so that's, that's payroll. And the rest of the money goes to general ministry expenses like our gatherings and our music, our kids, our youth, training, things like that. It goes to our rent. It goes to our taxes and fees. Yes, I know. Churches actually do pay some taxes. It goes to our insurance, our, our tech, technical needs that keep these episodes going, even office supplies and, and our phone helps to pay for advertising. It goes to planning center, which helps us organize and communicate with our volunteers. Plus savings, any gifts we give on top of our 10% and any charity we give to. And so those are really regular things nonprofits have to spend money on to get the job done. And so what's awesome, I know that seemed like a big difference in income and expense, but just every every time, just when money gets kind of scary low and it starts keeping me up, someone unexpected gives us a gift to cover the, the, the loss there. It's really Jesus saying, look, you've been generous with your first 10% Cross Creek. I've got you. You can trust me. You can keep being generous. And it's, it's honestly amazing. And though we as a staff and volunteer staff constantly remind ourselves to focus on what we can do and not what we can't do financially, there really is so much more we all could do together if we all purposely chose to be generous. A couple of things. We could own our own space as Cross Creek that we could use throughout the week for our community, not just for our, our bi-monthly ga- gatherings. We could afford a studio space to really improve maybe the quality of these episodes and reach more people. We could support more people in our neighborhood and our country and our world, more more nonprofits that are in need of generosity. We could even hire a community liaison to show us how we could be and and communicate with with leaders in the community to show us how we could be for our neighbors. We could even hire somebody to really focus on our kids' ministry, to show our kids throughout throughout the week, throughout the month, how much Jesus loves them. And so with all of that, I think a realistic goal to start making some of these things happen would be about $13,000 to $15,000 a month. And so that would be an increase in our current monthly average by about $3,500 to $5,500. And that that's a lot of money. I know, but I'm not asking someone out there to, to finance all of that. Right? See, what I'm asking is, this is something we can do together. We can pool our generosity and really make a difference. And so my question to you, if you're listening or watching, if you consider yourself part of this community, part of this family, and you wanna get in on this mission with us, this is my question. What percentage of our collective mission can your percentage make possible? And so to do that, I'm asking you to look at your finances, look at them. We kind of started that last episode. Look at your finances and if applicable, talk to your spouse about your finances. And then pray this, say, God, Thank you for what you've given me. What do you want me to do with it? And then write down a plan, a plan of generosity. And you can, your plan can include giving online automatic payments every month, or your plan could include writing a percentage check, whatever, when you first get paid. See, cause if you, if we don't plan for generosity, it probably won't happen. And maybe Cross Creek's not your jam. That's okay. There's going to be a list in the show notes of other places, other nonprofits you can support and be generous to because really it's not about growing Cross Creek or anything like that. We want you to experience the happiness of a generous life because if our heart is for others, our money will prove it. If our heart is for ourselves, our money will also prove that money makes us happy when we purposely use it to make other people's lives better. And money will make you happy when you purposely stick to a plan of giving it away. How we use our money now makes a difference forever. Money makes us happy when we purposely use it for something bigger than ourselves.
2: stuff right there. Sounds like you and I have to, uh, we have a little bit of work to do. We have some work to do. Some meeting and some planning.
1: I love talking about money.
2: Yes, you do. Yeah. But money can make you happy.
1: It can. Yeah. And I love the, that last point of using it for something bigger than ourselves. Yes. Because sometimes that could be a little me focused. Yep. Yeah. So, good challenging I mean, stuff. me too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the idea of talking to If you're married, talk to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unmarried, Pray to God. If you're married, pray even harder. <laughs>
2: right. I need a lot of help. So if you'd pray for me this week, that would be awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. But we do welcome your questions. I mean, maybe some of that stuff that John said made you want to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, what was it last week, the question? Maybe you have some rebuttals. Oh, right. Uh, we yep. welcome your questions. Um, I know John welcomes your questions. I probably won't answer them. Or you won't. Maybe you will.
2: John's but actually very good about it. John will answer questions. your questions. Yeah. So
1: send us a message at info at your Cross Creek. Com. Mm-hmm. If any of that um, caused any questions or comments, so we would love to hear from you. Yep. Another way to get a hold of us, I'm transitioning here seamlessly, mm. is the welcome form. So if you are new or you've been watching for a while and haven't said hello to us, we'd love to say hi back and the welcome form is an easy, simple way to do that. You can use the internet, you can just use your email program to do that, but there's options for you. And we'd just love to say hi. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to do that. And as we mentioned before, do you wanna talk about the gathering? Or do you want me to?
2: Well, I mean there's gonna be a, it's an Italian feast. Yes. So you know it's gonna be good. We're gonna hang out, sing a couple songs, eat food, share communion. There's gonna be somebody talking with us from Samanca House.
1: Yes, Brenda from Samanca is coming. Awesome. She rain checked last time because she wasn't feeling well For Samanca now... Place. Yes. Yes. Brenda's coming. We're excited. Lo siento Mucho, Brenda. Yep. Ito- we're excited to meet Brenda, mm-hmm. to hear from her, sing some songs together, take communion and have the Italian food. That's right. Yeah. And then if you can't make this one or you're watching this after and you're like, oh, I didn't know that was happening. All the information's on social media or on our website. Uh, we are having another gathering on November 28th.
2: That's the fourth Sunday of the month, if you're counting.
1: Yes, yeah. second and fourth. Mm-hmm. So, You'll want to come to that one because we'll be talking about our Christmas plans. Uh, we're probably having another really great guest speaker that I'm personally very excited about. Excellent. Um, yes, I won't say more. Okay. Um, but we'll be doing the same thing where we'll be gathering, music, communion, din din. Sounds fun. Yeah, it should be great. So, and there is stuff for kids. So if you've got kids and you're concerned, you can keep them with you mm-hmm. at your round table. Or you can check them into a classroom with a background checked Volunteer, well, they'll be hearing about Jesus for about half an hour. Yep. Really. And then we'll gather for food. And that part's optional. So those are our gatherings. That's Mm -hmm. the option for you. And our last thing is our November for Salem opportunity, Mm -hmm. which we've been talking about for a few weeks. Now, we actually started talking about it in October. We did. Yeah. Uh, But we are giving gifts to CASA foster kids. So if you took a tag, that's due this week on the 20th. Uh, unwrapped to CASA on River Road in Kaiser Uh, and if you didn't take a tag but you'd still like to help out you can donate online. Mm -hmm. John mentioned that there are places for you to help in our community those are linked in the show notes they're linked on our donate page we have like 20 different little icons of different businesses that you can uh, donate to Uh, but CASA is one of them and CASA has a wish list so they have specific needs that they have for uh, kids wishes for Christmas and just needs that they have Mm -hmm. so check that out and that's it great now i have some questions
2: yeah you should probably answer these
1: yep big sweeping goodbyes and then big sweeping hellos <laughs> okay how do you want to do this
0: part when average monthly about 985.97 cents that's not how you say
1: numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you say numbers. Uh, money. Part three. Money, money, money,
2: money. Money. Yes,
0: I know the difference between Paul and socialism. Socialism, the government's making you be generous. Paul says
1: choose to be generous. I know. I get it. Oh, we didn't say next week there's a new Next week there's a new uh, series. Break. We'll do a prayer, ready? Pray. Next week. Prayer.
2: Pray really hard.
1: It's not complicated. Oh. Prayer. Okay, It's not complicated. The following is intended only for No.
2: No. We cannot watch another one of those. No. Right now. We have things to do. We cannot watch the final two episodes of Only Murders in the Building. We <laughs> have to wait. We have to wait.